to another episode of Caffeine in High Hopes. Uh, if you are a new listener, thank you for checking it out. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review, please. And you can also find us on Spotify. If you would like to follow along on Instagram, it is at Caffeine in High Hopes. And that's where we post updates about each weekly episode and keep you up to date with who our guests are. So I'm very excited to have our very first guest today. I've known her very lo- for a very long time. We've been worked together for a little bit, which is, that's been a few years. <laughs> Some time ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. So she's been a great friend, an ally, and I consider her to be quite the boss babe doing her own thing. According to her Instagram, she is an artist, feminist, fellow nerd, and podcast addict, which I absolutely love. And so clearly she has been the perfect guest to do this. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Carolyn Girk. Hello. I'm very excited to be a podcast guest on your amazing podcast. Yeah. I am hyper aware of my mouth noises. (laughs) It's fine. We'll be okay. (laughs) We'll, We'll figure it out as we go along. Um, okay, so before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how old are you? Are you married? What's going on? I am 34. I am married and I have two kids. My oldest is five and my youngest is three. And that feels like the only summary I can come up with right now <laughs> okay. because you already gave me my, my Instagram bio. So That's that, true. that says it nicely. Okay, perfect. Um, so when did we first meet? I was trying to think of that. I, was it at the school? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so, so too. Yeah, and it was just a beautiful we friendship. Were, from we then were the on. dream team. We were. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, yes. and I've just been so grateful for you know being friends for so many years. Oh, me too. You've been an excellent supporter <laughs> of mine, so I appreciate that. Yes, it's been awesome. It's been really cool to see kind of the different paths we've taken yeah. since then and stuff. So, okay. So we're just going to dive right into it. So I want you to kind of tell us, what do you do? Like, what is, what is your work right now? Um, kind of, kind of give us a rundown. Um, I have an Etsy shop called Velvet Hand Designs. I am an ink and watercolor artist mostly. So I do portraits. I do pet portraits. Mm-hmm. I do logos. I do original artwork and I sell custom work and prints of my work on my Etsy shop. I have all kinds of stickers and other merchandise with my artwork on it. And, and mugs. And mugs. You got the mugs. And shirts. Yeah. And yeah. So it's, it's amazing. It's the art life. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so how did you, how did you take the leap into that then? Like, what was really the turning point there? Well, I have been creating forever. I've Mm -hmm. been painting forever and drawing forever. And since I was a kid, it's been my go-to outlet. Um, Before I had kids, I was doing the occasional market, selling canvas paintings. Not very many of them (laughs) at markets because they're a high price point. And it's a big item. It's bulky. It's hard to do. But I, I was kind of had dipped my toe in the market situation. But after my second child was born, I decided I, I was on my mat leave mm-hmm. and I wanted to open an Etsy store and see if there was anyone anywhere who might find me <laughs> online and say, that's the thing that I want. Yep. So, I, and yeah. you, you have though, like you've kind of created quite a little community, especially mm-hmm. like through Instagram and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know how that translates into Etsy. Like, do you find more people contact you through Instagram or Etsy? I find most people contact me through Etsy, but they've found me through Instagram. Right. 
So yeah. occasionally I'll get messages on Instagram, but I'll notice whatever I've posted mm-hmm. translates into what kind of action is happening yeah. on my Etsy store or my Facebook page. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool. And especially to see, like, you get a ton of engagement mm-hmm. on your pictures, which is really neat. Like, yeah. just people like either commenting or whatever and I think that's like that's a pretty big goal for a lot of people with businesses I have a pretty good group of online friends Mm -hmm. you know the friends you've never met kind of people that a lot of us are makers so we know that when you're posting something on Instagram if you get if you see your friend has posted something and Mm -hmm. you comment right away Instagram loves it so they make other people see it so my friends post something I'm going to comment right away they see I've posted, they're going to comment right away. And it's amazing. And it then is. other people do get to see it and it spreads things around. Mm-hmm. It's a nice free way to support your friends. It is. <laughs> it's such an easy way. So if you have anyone out there that is doing anything of their own or has a business and they're on Instagram, go like their stuff and comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, and share it. Yes. Share it to your stories. Share it on your Facebook, whatever. It is such a huge boost and a huge help because that just generates so much revenue and connections and stuff. So it gets eyes on what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What has been or what was the biggest obstacle when you decided to start this whole venture? Lack of confidence, I would say it was the biggest thing. I didn't believe that anyone was going to buy my stuff if I put Mm -hmm. it online. I didn't think anyone would even see it. I thought there was, there's too much out there. How can anyone find it? You can tag all you want, but how do I find those people? Yeah. That was the biggest thing. And, um, when I started out, the materials I was using didn't (laughs) make any sense for what I was doing. Like I didn't, I didn't know it was going to become prints. So Mm -hmm. I would make a piece of artwork and then I would get it printed at a photo store. So the print quality was yeah. sort of weird. Yep. And then when someone would ask for a print of this or that, I would hand draw it again okay. to make a print <laughs> and okay. sell it at a print price. So you're putting a lot of hours. So I was putting a lot of hours and effort into something and selling it for a cost that made no sense at all. Now I've upgraded and yes. I've got, I can so create my own. what changed then? Like when, when did you feel like that confidence started building? It really had a lot to do with the social media engagement. Yeah. I started to get people commenting on this or that and sharing and perfect strangers. I had, yes. I'd never met these people before and they had found me and shared it. And I, I can't believe the places I've sent stuff to. It <laughs> blows my mind. And I started to realize, yeah, there's something about what I'm doing is speaking to somebody. Yeah. And that kind of gives you that little boost of like, okay, this is, this is getting engagement. This is getting people like catching their attention mm-hmm. and things like that. That's so cool. What, where's been like one of the places that you've sent something to? Like, has there been like overseas or? Yeah. I sent something to Finland last week. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I was doing like the map of the United States to see which, and I've done everywhere except Alaska so far. Interesting. Weirdly enough, not every province in Canada yet, but you know, I'm working on it. That's still weird. I mean. If you're listening to this from Alaska. Yeah. Get get some artwork. (laughs) check it out order some okay give us a quick rundown then of what you were doing before velvet hand designs i was was an educational assistant in a kindergarten which is when we first started working together and then i had since moved on to a different school and i yeah it was a sad day (laughs) i missed you so much (laughs) i was doing that for a few years and then i had my oldest child and i took a year off and i went Mm -hmm. back to work part-time right and then i had my youngest and um when my year of mat leave was up, you I just decided. Like, I don't. How can I stay home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I think a lot of people 
they could try to figure that out and maneuver it and yeah and it they don't have to go back yeah or they for the least to. amount of time when i went back yes. after my oldest i only went back part-time because right. i wanted to be able to be home yeah okay cool yeah. so do you feel like this is kind of more on your life path like yes your, yeah absolutely it's way more aligned with what you're I remember wanting. when I was a kid, I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. And then as yeah. I got older, I got jaded and thought, well, how does, how do well, you get a job in art? How does that work? How, how can you get paid to do something creative? Exactly. Yeah. And then it's, well, you can, there, there are certain specific things, mm-hmm. but I, you don't have the freedom that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think society, not to get too, <laughs> <laughs> let's right. talk about yeah. society. <laughs> But they do push it on you that, like, you need to just have, like, a normal job. You can't do creative things. Yes. You can't. You're never going to make money doing that. Or I think that's pushed on us from yeah. a very early age. So It's the starving artist trope that you, yeah. this can be your hobby. This cannot be your job. Exactly. And it's never going to support you or whatever. And then that's why I think it's so amazing that you have been able to take off and do it and... Yeah, I'm super grateful. I'm yeah. so, so grateful that I'm doing this. Yeah, it's amazing. So, okay, well, my next question was what made you decide to switch gears, but we kind of covered that. Um, how do you decide what you're going to create? Like your paintings, drawings, um, all your, like, anything? Um, I'm inspired mostly by media, mm-hmm. books, movies, um, politics on occasion but yeah. like you know, <laughs> those are the but, best ones though <laughs> <laughs> but I always like to approach things with a sense of humor yes um and then kind of I mean if you're following my artwork a lot you'll notice that I use horror a lot because I'm a huge yes. fan of horror movies horror writing all that stuff and I like to throw in the juxtaposition of something scary and gory with something pretty so yes that uh that and I think that's kind of what set you apart yeah. like from stuff like that contrast really speaks to me so it's something I always really want to explore and, mm-hmm. and feminism yes just, that's a big one I, I like to kind of research notable people and and well, the that's... roles of women in media and things like that yeah absolutely so if you haven't checked out her page because you do a lot of like history and mm-hmm. like talk about stuff on there with each one, which I think is cool because then you can learn something. There's there's the teacher Just coming educating out. Educating the masses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give them art so that they can look at it and then learn something as they go along, which, yeah, it's awesome. Education forever. It's still, it's still kind of still a, my heart. strong. Yep. So what is, what's the creative process then? Like how, how does everything come to life? Like how do you start? How do you go through it? Once I have an idea for something, a big part of the starting process, which I don't give myself credit for in terms of time spent, but it takes a mm-hmm. lot of time, is reference photos. I'm oh, okay. searching for reference photos. I need different positions and figure mm-hmm. references. And if it's something from a movie, I need shots like from this and that. And, and I always want to be really careful not to take something someone else is using. Like, Have you ever run into that? Um, I haven't run it, like, I, I haven't, I, I'm always so careful not to copy anyone else's artwork, because if you go on Pinterest for references, Mm -hmm. which is what I do, you'll find things people are selling, and I always want to make sure it's not tied to something that someone's selling, because if it looks too much like something another small artist is selling, I'm staying away from it. Oh, yeah. Um, but... You see that a lot, actually. Yes. I've had people ask me to make things for them mm-hmm. that the, they'll send me someone else's work and say, can you make this? And I'll say, mm. sure, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to kind of hold some boundaries there yeah. with it. 
I have seen, there's a few other artists I follow on Instagram and they have shared people who have blatantly copied their work Mm -hmm. and never gave them credit. And it, it kind of seems like that's a, that's a big thing that happens a a lot. It's a big problem. And then some companies get a hold of work, um, of artists work and they sell it on stuff mass produced. It's really hard to, to do anything about it once that happens. Um, Creative, creative process. <clears throat> so you find reference photos. I find reference photos. Yes. I kind of collage together my reference photos and okay. start with a pencil sketch. And then it's from then on, it's just layers and layers of, of ink shading. Okay. Yeah. So I'm doing, I'll do a layer of ink and then I'll add another layer. And then, I, but there's all the dry time in between. Mm-hmm. And then the really boring stuff at the end <laughs> is to scan the artwork, digitally edit anything that needs to be edited, print it, and then photograph it so I can lift it. Right. Okay. So, and you mostly do watercolor. Watercolor and I use inks and stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's mostly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about your stitching? Because I think it's amazing. That's like... Thank you. One of my favorites. It's kind pieces. of a new thing yes. that I'm working on. That And with those, I'm using ink and watercolor for the backing. Yeah. And then I'm doing, with embroidery floss, I'm mm-hmm. adding details and kind of just doing a mixed media piece. And the process is pretty much the same. Yeah. It's probably a little more time-consuming. It's more time-consuming. It takes a million years for me to stitch something and undo all the knots that I've done. Yeah. How did, like, I just, like, the whole thought process of being able to just look at something and know where you're going to do your embroidery and stitching, like, does that, do you plan that out ahead of time or do you just wing it? Um, some of them I've planned out ahead of time and sometimes I just wing it. Yeah. And usually I can tell afterwards which ones I have planned out ahead of time. <laughs> they always turn out looking just a little bit nicer. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But Can it's we... experimentation and it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of the bigger questions <clears throat> that I have for you because like clearly all this takes time and I mean, you're, you're working from home. So how, how do you manage the whole mom life and work life all together in one spot? Like, what does that look like? Um, I, a lot of times I feel like I don't imagine it, manage it that well, <laughs> but I have to give a huge amount of credit to my husband who mm-hmm. really respects my job at the job. So when That's he big. can be home and I say, okay, I need, I need time today. Mm-hmm. He's happy to keep the kids as far away from me as possible for a yep. few hours and he'll do, he'll do it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a hobby to him. Just like to me, it's not, it's work and he knows that I need that time. But I'm really bad. Like I was listening to your episode last week. I'm really bad for pushing myself every single free minute that I have. Like, well, especially because it's something you love doing. Yeah. But there's so much, there's so much stuff that I don't love about it. Like packaging and, Mm -hmm. and you know, the really boring things, but I'm using every free minute I have to do that. Yep. And it makes it hard to turn off. Yep. For sure. Because do you, where do you do most of your work in the house? I have a desk set up. I have a little space that is hands off space (laughs) no one's allowed to touch anything at that area unless I'm sitting with them and somehow my children respect it I was gonna say yeah that's pretty impressive I don't know how given their ages yeah I don't know how this happened but they're good kids they're good kids they're good kids (laughs) I'm doing something right yeah you are but yeah I have I have uh also tried to designate screen time when I don't when I don't have another adult around helping me I, I try to save up screen time so I have a little block during the day, maybe an window. hour where no one has watched TV for a while mm-hmm. that I know they'll be able to <laughs> stay, stay focused. Yes. <clears throat> so, like, do you specifically give yourself, like, hey, I'm taking these days off or is it kind of just you do as much as you can each day? I do as much as I can every day. Yeah. I, I 
kind of know my husband's schedule if he's going to be off this day or that day we have sort of a mutual understanding that if mm-hmm. he's home I'm going to take an hour or two to do stuff in the middle of the day so it's right. and and then as soon as the kids go to bed I spend 1 to 2 hours every night yeah. working on stuff yeah but yeah when he's home we have this understanding that I'm going to be doing work today and then otherwise I just do as much as I can whenever I can cuz it's not like it's not like you sit there for 8 hours during yes, the day like no. it's just little chunks of time it's an hour here an hour there occasionally I'll get 2 or 3 hours if he's home and then otherwise it's I'm packaging an order while the kid is asking me how to spell something. <laughs> yes. I'm, it's, I'm answering a message while I'm making supper. Like it's. So it's, yeah, it's like a full, it's a full time job. It's a full time job and I'm probably headed for burnout city and I might need to revisit <laughs> how I deal with that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm going on a vacation soon and <laughs> yes. I'm turning my shop on holiday mode, Perfect. which I haven't done in two years. So. I was going to say, like, I don't even remember the last time. It's, yeah, it's been a long time since mm-hmm. you've ever. I don't take time off. Yeah. So that's kind of like. Do you feel any anxiety over yes. that? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to turn it off. I, 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 Do you, like, why, what's your reasonings behind that then? I think like, I have this fear that the second I go away, I'm gone. Mm, like, I have this fear that people will forget and right. they won't want this or they won't want that if yeah. I don't answer right now. Yes. Which I feel you. Which is a bit paranoid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's also pretty human, I think. Oh, 100%. I'm the same. Like, I used to worry about if I didn't do work on weekends, I'm mm-hmm. like... Come Monday, no one's going to want to have anything to do with me. It's a bit of a fear that if I'm not working for it all the time, that that's the thing that makes it work. And realistically, my rational brain knows it's not. But you'll be fine to take some time. There's animal brain in here that says, no, 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 keep working. (laughs) Yeah, well, and we get kind of stuck in that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can still like keep up with the social media while you're gone. You just Mm -hmm. don't have to take orders or look at things. And I don't know how it is for you, but I know for me, like, I get anxiety about when I go back in and trying to reply to everything and get everything because mm-hmm. then it's it's overwhelming. Yes. Because it hasn't been managed. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's a, that's a big stressor and that's why I'm doing holiday mode because I then I know can't. I'll be looking at my, my phone going, okay, I have 26 orders I have to do when I get home mm-hmm. and that will burn me out too. So Yeah. And you don't need that. No. Like go and enjoy the time and... I'm going to try. <laughs> you will. Um, switching gears a little bit, what's your favorite part of your job? Like, what what little piece of it is something that you absolutely adore? The freedom yeah. that I can make anything I want. That is, yeah. And cool. it doesn't always sell, which can be a bummer sometimes. Yeah. But it's just, I can... I can be making anything. I can be making something all the time. And mm-hmm. it's something that I would be doing as an outlet if I wasn't doing it as a job. Right. So I'm getting to combine those two things. Do you ever, like, have you kind of figured out over the years what direction of art that sells better than others? Like, has there been things that really flopped that you were kind of... There have been. I can't think of anything specifically that really didn't go well. But right. there's, like, sort of a couple of different camps of people that are really into the stuff that I'm making. Like... Mm-hmm. Pet portraits sold like crazy when I first started doing them. And then the horror stuff, I got this whole crowd of horror people that kind of jumped in. But they're not buying all the other nice happy feminism stuff. Yes. But the nice happy feminism, maybe angry feminism. Yeah, I was going to say, well, it's It's not bloody. Let's just say that. Yes, yes. Assertive. They're not into the horror stuff. So I kind of have a couple of different groups of people that are, you know, into different sections of what I'm doing. and Which is nice because then you get to kind of... That gives you, again, more freedom to mm-hmm. try and... One day I'm drawing something that's meant to empower people, and then the next day I'm drawing something where someone is 
covered in gore. But yes. it's also maybe a little meant to empower people. Yeah, but it's like, it's pretty at the same time. It's a whole it's spectrum. Soft. Yeah. That's cool. And I think that's probably like, that's what kind of keeps it creative for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Makes it a little more fun. How has life changed since you started? Um, I'm busy. I'm yeah. so busy. <laughs> just so I just, busy. you know, sometimes people after they've had kids will look back and think, how did I have time to watch an entire Simpsons marathon on a Saturday? Right. Now I'm like, how did I have time to shower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, I mean, and that's life with kids, but life with kids and a full-time job. I'm that thinking, you're doing from home yeah, though too. I'm thinking, when did I have time to make homemade tortillas when my first child was yes. little, right? Yeah, like, you did a lot of baking and yeah, stuff in the beginning. <laughs> But I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm so busy and I, I've tried to find a schedule that, I mean, I'm using the term schedule loosely, Yes. but I've tried to find a system that works so that I didn't have to change my life too much because I didn't want my kids to have to change too much. Yes. And kinda. I wanted them to be able to have that random time where we're doing whatever nonsense we're doing that mm-hmm. is part of being a kid, right? Yeah. Give them <clears> that <throat> chance to have that kind of at home feeling and mm-hmm. not take away from it too much. Uh, was there ever a time that you thought about quitting or that you couldn't do it or um, that it wasn't going to work or I've had frustrated moments where I'm frustrated that I, I can't get the time I need to finish this or finish that, but not to a point where I felt like I need to quit. Right. Um, and kind of, we touched on it before I get discouraged when I, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into something and then I realize nobody, nobody's into this. Yeah. Well, or nobody saw it. Yeah. Or I didn't find the right yeah you haven't found which is interesting because like i mean probably when you started too you probably didn't know that you're gonna have so many different branches no i absolutely did not i had no idea so that still could happen yeah yeah but i think too a big thing is that people don't realize the amount of work and time Mm -hmm. that goes into stuff like that yeah it's it's an insane amount (laughs) an insane (laughs) amount of time and you think it's just drawing pretty pictures but there's so much more to it the social media alone is exhausting yes effective yes exhausting that was actually well it wasn't a question i have on here but i thought of it this morning that i wanted to talk to you about was the whole social media side of it because that takes a lot it takes a lot of time it's a full-time job in its own it feels like one because you're answering messages Mm -hmm. that you can have your you could have your professional pathways of getting a message, but it's just not realistic. People are going to message you mm-hmm. on Instagram. They're going to message as soon you as on they Facebook. See they're going to message you instantly. And yeah. you could take the opportunity to answer them. <laughs> or you can say, well, if you message me here, they're probably not going to They're not going to do it. Yeah. And even like curating like the perfect posts mm-hmm. and things that go with stuff. And like especially getting back to comments and stuff too. Because yes. that's a big one. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to engage with your audience. Yeah. So like do you like a lot time? For social media, or just same thing as like kind of do it as you go. I wish I could say I allotted time because I think it would make my life a lot calmer. But yeah. I, I just do it as I go. Yeah. Especially because you get engagement when you get engagement. That's you true. You have no idea when you're going to get it, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say, sound like I'm on my phone all the mm-hmm. time, but when I've got five free minutes, you'll go on there I and check and keep up. I will go on and I'll update this or I'll update that. And it's, it's squeezing in where I can right. and try to come up with formulate a post that actually says something mm-hmm. as opposed to here's a pretty picture I made. I'm trying to speak 
to people that I know are real people. How do you how do you come up with your captions and for your photos? Like, do you specifically go into it with hoping that you're gonna get people to comment or people to engage, or is it sometimes when I post something that I feel is really personal, mm-hmm. which I do quite often, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm gonna get engagement because I know that it's really speaking to someone on a personal level, as opposed yeah. to just I like what you made. Yes. And it's not necessarily that I'm formulating a post to get a comment, but I'm just formulating it to get, I don't know, an emotional reaction. Like yes. this, this is a real thing and I'm trying to connect with somebody on this. And I think that's a big one because I find too, like with anything that I've ever posted for work, it's the more personal posts I do, mm-hmm. they get way more engagement. They, yeah. Rather than being like, here, this is what I have to offer. If you put some kind of little personal note on it or like you know, I feel this way and you don't even necessarily have to ask a question. Mm -hmm. It's just people are like, Hey, I've felt that. Yeah, exactly. They can connect with you and everybody's looking to connect with somebody. And now it's it's just, it's realistic that we're connecting with people we've never met, which is so it's, it's cool in a sense, but it's also so bizarre. It is. I could (laughs) not do this job without it. Yeah. Not, there's no way I'd be sending things to Finland if I didn't have a way to connect with someone yes. from Finland yeah. that I've never met or seen. It's unreal. How yeah. did you, this isn't a question on here. This is, I'm just thinking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just spitballing. <laughs> How did you come up with the name? Um, my name is a reference to a lyric in a Beatles song. Oh, and that's yes. where it came from. It's from the song Happiness is a Warm Gun, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Beatles fan. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately people get it mixed up a lot and people say, think that it's velvet hands design and then they can't find me. Oh no. (laughs) But it is velvet hand designs. Okay. So So, make sure velvet hand designs. Correct. Designs, plural. Yes. And singular. (laughs) Save the S for design. But but, uh, it's just a little nod to a song that I really like. Okay. Love it. Okay. Continuing on. Okay. Any advice for people wanting to pursue their creative sides? Um, like as a job. As I a guess. job. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I want to say work really hard at it. Well, but at the same fair. time, you, you, it's something I'm still learning is you need mm-hmm. to give yourself a break. Um, yes. Every minute that you put in to working on your skill has value, whether it's something that sells or something that doesn't. Mm-hmm. It has value that you've honed your skill. You've, you've increased your ability. And the next thing you make has value more value because of what you've just learned from yourself and don't sell yourself short pay yourself for the work you're doing it is so hard as an artist to ask for the money that your work is worth it is extremely difficult do you think it's just because you feel like people will look at it and be like oh that's that's ludicrous like yes yeah people people look at things and think well that's an investment i'm not buying this piece of art as an investment which if you're going to be selling $500 $500 paintings, it may not be realistic to sell 25 of them on right. Etsy in a month. Yes. But you have to try and look at your worth and know that when you cut yourself down, you're mm-hmm. cutting other artists down too. Yeah. Because if your work is selling for something so low, it's hard for other people to sell theirs for what theirs is yes. worth. Yes. Like look at the community itself. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't underpay and mm-hmm. then expect other people because they'll look at it and be like, well, I can get that cheaper over here. Exactly. It's not worth this because this person sells it for this, right? It, yeah. Of course, all art is different, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, and if if you're selling something you're making and, and you have the freedom that I have, sell things at multiple price points. Yeah. I've got, I, I've got original paintings that are a higher price point and then I've got stickers. 
yeah. for two dollars. There's something for everyone. So somebody can get a piece of art for two dollars, or somebody can get a piece of original art that they've commissioned for two hundred. Like yep. it's it's all over the place. And prepare for the social media effort. Uh-oh. It makes a difference. It mm-hmm. is not. I don't know. It's not what I would have considered my strong point, but it's making a difference yeah. that I, that I'm spending the time to focus on it. Well, you like, cause I went, I did some homework, <laughs> but you have like a lot of followers and yeah. like, especially on each, each of your pictures, like you get a ton of comments and a ton of whether it's like things of people saying like, Oh, I love this. Or they're asking questions or whatever. And I think that in itself can just boost things. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah, if you can, like, take the time and... And if you can, find a group of other makers, even if they're local people or if they're not local mm-hmm. people. You can join Facebook groups where people are... Yep. Watercolor groups and small business groups and stuff. You can you can connect with people on Instagram so that you are supporting each other's work. And that makes yes. a huge difference because you, you all have the communal benefit of doing that for each other. Exactly. And I have that. And it's, like, these people are... Have become good friends of mine Mm -hmm. and you know we kind of mean a lot to each other now despite (laughs) never having met each other so it's nice to have that support like that is the power of social media but and then just to like because then they can refer someone to you or you can refer someone to them and it's no skin off your back and makers love to support other makers they want to if if you're looking for something that you don't make you want to look for someone who hand makes it because you value that type of thing yeah so what would you tell someone that wants to kind of transition from say working a full-time job to even doing like a part-time job plus their art as a part-time job. Like what would that, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. That if you have, I mean, if you have kids, especially mm-hmm. if you have someone who can take your kids for this time or that time, do it, allow yourself the time and don't feel guilty that it's just a hobby. If this is your work, this is your work and don't feel guilty for the time you need to take to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's a hobby, don't feel guilty for it. But oh, if, if you want to get paid for what you're doing, realize that you've got to commit the time and, and don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just going into it is like, this is going to be my job. Mm-hmm. This is not just some side hobby that I'm doing. I think that directs kind of the, I guess, confidence levels too, mm-hmm. but kind of just keeps the focus going yeah and And try not to get discouraged because it it i am grateful that things took off really fast Mm -hmm. but it can take a while yeah oh yeah for sure like you i've seen some people where they've just kind of started off you know small and it just kind of gradually grew and grew and grew and they're at good places now but it took them five six years to do that and i think it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. um and not saying that that's any less than someone who just takes off really quickly, but you just have to know that that yeah. could be a possibility. How do you keep your creativity flowing? Have you ever had any blocks or where you just didn't want to? I have had blocks and I find if I just keep going, I have to keep going mm-hmm. and I have to create every day. Even if, I, even if I'm creating something every day that I hate, I yeah. just keep making stuff until sooner or later something starts to feel right. Yeah. And that's part of the not being able to stop pushing myself, I think. But I have to just keep going until something works. Yeah, until it kind of clicks and then you can kind of get back. Yeah, since Christmas I've thrown out so many things that I've half done (laughs) that I just, I hate this. But I'm still making something every single day. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a big thing too. And Mm -hmm. with anything, like if you want to stay on top of it and want to keep going and being well, you have to do it. Yeah. Day in and day out. like, Mm -hmm. And not saying like you have to work yourself ragged, Mm -hmm. but you just have to 
a lot a little time each day to just recognize the value of working. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Any upcoming goals that you've set for yourself for the year? I don't know about for the year, but well, even just someday I want to illustrate a book. Uh, I don't, it. I don't know what kind of book. I mm-hmm. don't know if it will be a book someone else writes or a book that I write, but, mm-hmm. and if it's a book that I write, it's going to be self-published because yeah. let's face it. But I mean, <laughs> clearly I, I want to illustrate a book. That's yep. my dream. That's um, amazing. Yeah. That's okay. So anyone out there that I get asked all the time, have you ever illustrated a book? I'm writing a book, but then nobody ever comes back. I know so it's a okay. hard gig trying to write your book, but I believe in you. Yes. So if you write a book and you need those illustrations, Get a hold of Carolyn. I am on board. Make her dream come true. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good for time. So before you go, because the podcast is called Caffeine and High Hopes. So how do you, what kind of coffee do you like? How do you enjoy it? I like. Tell me your order. I like strong coffee, but also super sweet. Okay. <laughs> so I like really strong coffee with lots of milk and sugar in it. Okay. Love or it. creamer. Are or you something. like a Starbucks person? When I can get a Starbucks, yeah. I am a Starbucks person. <laughs> what, what do you usually get there? Um, I like caramel macchiato. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good choice. But I also like to try their fancy seasonal stuff too. Yeah. Pumpkin spice latte, half wit. Yeah. I'm a big, uh, mint peppermint. Mm-hmm one that was like that was my big thing when we were in Edmonton this fall or winter I guess and uh that's all I wanted and it was yep. so good basically if you can make it taste like dessert yeah and coffee that's yes. what I'm about yeah put that whip on there and yeah. like shaved chocolate delicious so good so what and of course to go with the other part of it uh what high hopes do you have for yourself like have you said any I haven't specifically said anything but I kind of had this intention word in my mm-hmm. head which is kind of you know I dig it. Yeah. Like, do you do it for the year? Like, rather than a resolution, you do, like, an intention word? Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't, you know, I didn't have a big ceremony or anything. Yeah. I just (laughs) kind of told myself that in every aspect of my life, I really want to focus on the word try. Oh. It's so easy to just do things and get them done. Yes. But there are... I feel like I'm going to learn so much more if I'm making that extra little effort to try. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning new... Um, embroidery stitches as opposed to just faking oh, it until it works and I've been that. trying to learn some things about character design instead mm-hmm. of just drawing what I like and yes. hope someone else likes it yes. too and I'm kind of trying to throw that into parenting too because it's very easy to be on yeah. autopilot as a parent so yes trying really hard to try <laughs> <laughs> try and do the little things try new ways of approaching things yeah, yeah I'm just trying to one. be present and and conscious of what I'm doing yeah I love that I, um, mine, well, this kind of goes, ties in with our episode. My word for this year is create. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> that, uh, and this podcast Which is one of them. You are doing right now. I know. Love it. So, yeah. So that I totally, cause I'm not a resolutions person. Yeah. I'm not either. I never set resolutions. Yeah. Drink more water for the yeah. last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Still, still have your sweet coffees. You're fine. That's right. Okay. So where can everyone find you? Plug all your social media, Etsy, all that good stuff. You can find me on Etsy at Velvet Hand Designs. You can just type that into the search bar. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Velvet Hand Designs. I have a Facebook page where Perfect. pretty much whatever's going on in Instagram is going on there too. Yeah. But you can actually link to my shop on both of those. Some of okay. my items are listed and it'll send you right where you need Excellent. to go. So it's Velvet Hand Designs. And then do you have a preferred way of people reaching you or are you good with DMs, private messages? Message me wherever it's Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You're checking it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm checking it all. Cool. All the time. <laughs> That's fine. I get it. 
Okay, well, this is awesome. Thank you for coming on. Um, I thought, yeah, this was a really good episode. Our first thanks, first guest. Thanks for having me. This was really, I was really excited to do this. Like, I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. Well, excited to be on one. So it's pretty neat. Like, I feel like so many more people. It's just we're so much more accessible mm-hmm. and easy. You can listen to it whenever, mm-hmm. rather Put it in than your ears when you're making supper. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. So yeah, this is great. So make sure you have subscribed to Apple Podcasts at caffeine and high hopes check us out on spotify again caffeine and high hopes you can follow there if you do go on to apple Podcasts, please 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 rate and review if you have two seconds in your life five star yes of course especially for this episode and uh, follow along on instagram at caffeine and high hopes i kind of on the fence if i'm going to do a facebook page i feel like it's a lot i have a lot of social media accounts them. Pick one thing and yeah, do it well. I think we're just going to do Instagram for now. So that's where you can find us. And stay tuned. We have episodes every Wednesday. So thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>